welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. Tonight's topic, um, it's going to be, we called it the trading yin and yang, right? The sins and habits of trading, whether you develop good habits or bad habits, um, pretty much habits that it's you want to be aware of them and allow it to either um, you know increase your chances in trading make you a better trader better person evolve um, and you know that's just so that's tonight's topic like like I said these trading topic Tuesdays these are for you guys you know we're gonna be starting this conversation whether it be on a topic um, always reach out to us if you want to hear more on certain topics we love covering the mindset the psychology um, talk about a little bit of risk management not so much strategies you know like i hear all, i see all these guys out there like we're, we're not going to be telling you guys signals and this and that oh buy here sell here uh we're, we're really talking about like the whole behind the scenes the reality of trading it's not always glitz and glamour and all that making profits every freaking second there's a lot to it there's a lot of work there's a lot of commitment, dedication, some grit. You're gonna hit, get whacked in the face by the market because that's just what they do, you know. So feel, so for sure. I mean, this is gonna be a good topic tonight. So trading yin and yang, sins and habits, dude. I like starting these these uh, talks with some nice quotes. Jeff C. Livermore. If you guys aren't familiar with this guy, um. He is in that, what is that book, Stock, Reminiscence of a Stock Trader, back in the 1920s. This guy made a fortune, but he lost it all. And I think he did that like twice. And eventually, you know, after making tons of money, I think was like $100 million in his day. um, He eventually lost it all, and he, I think he he ended his life. I forget, I'm coming just summarizing it right so the game of speculation is you know mostly uniformly fascinating game in the world it is not a game for the stupid the mentally lazy the person of inferior emotion or the get rich quick adventurer they will die poor so you could see that a lot especially in social media um all these people are just trying to get rich quick jumping on the next crypto dude there's over 70,000 types of crypto right now and and counting there's no cap people are just creating new stuff and they're like pumping in and it's sad to see because I hear a lot or see friends um, getting caught in these these um, schemes I guess where they don't do their due diligence they see the uh, quick making a quick buck and they jump to it and they just threw away their money either got scammed or actually lost money they don't know how they didn't really take the time to learn what they were getting into you know and it happens it happens and this guy made made this quote back in the 1920s um, even prior probably and because he understood he understood human psychology when it comes to the markets so trading habits and sins you know lots of us i think pretty sure all of us have gambled or lost money in a way right i could say that 
what you know what went through a mind while placing that bet right so for example super bowl we always um you know we have friends that go ahead and bet a bunch of stuff and you know it gets exciting I, i've done it before like oh who's the winning team you know you got you got you're cheering for them throughout the whole game and at the same time you're uh hoping you're gonna win some money right and it kind of does you know it, it's like vegas without going to vegas right you get that that little rush and um and that's that and how do you feel after you lose like <laughs> you gotta ask yourself was it the fact of actually losing the money that hurt more or was it the fact of being wrong i know people they don't care how much money they lose as long as they're right okay and they they weigh more so that's like a question for you know us to even think about to be aware of like yo yeah yeah do i have a heart a problem with trying to be right all the time yeah well there there's a you know that's a good question to consider because you know later in the in the trading journey we're gonna be coming back to that and you know after losing that money did we want to try to put in another bet right make another trade to try to get that money back yeah you know those those are questions that I kind of want to set up for tonight's topic um, and that let me go back to here okay so we got revenge trading so on the topic of that you wanna say you lost you, you put in a trade you bought some shares of um, Apple or Netflix right and you're like oh this could, cool this is a fair price I got my setup, I saw my edge, let me get into it. And then Netflix just goes against you, you're out. Hit your stop loss, you're out. A lot of times people um, will continuously hit another order and you know, without thinking, without even second thought, like, oh, how come I got knocked out? Oh, let me get in again. You know, here's a better price. And you, if you repeat that over time, dude, like, yes, there's a, there's many things. If you are keeping your losses small, cool, good for you. But if you can't stop yourself from putting in that next uh, order, that next order, the next order, and you're just getting for no reason and you're not utilizing your um, trading system, your rules, you know. So traits of revenge trading convincing yourself that there's still a setup when it is invalid i've done that many times man I, i'm like oh, i know what the market's gonna do i know what the market's gonna do so creating your own mini reality they call it um cognitive dissonance sometimes right you create your own reality and you see that even beyond trading there's some people man some people um, that, you know, even outside of trading, you're telling them, here, here's the facts. You're showing them in black and white and ink. And no matter what you say, you kind of convince them that, you know, they're, they don't, they're inaccurate. They're wrong. And so it, 
we have to think it back to ourselves when we're in the middle of the trading day and and price is moving you know it's easy to get in that that get caught of creating you're like okay even though price went down i still see an uptrend right that's an example and because of that because you're already telling yourself oh it's there's an uptrend that kind of um, throws you off already because price is going down in the downtrend and you're thinking of uptrend you're gonna go against it you're gonna get crushed so you're almost trading blind you're ignoring the facts of price and what the market is telling you and it could be subtle it could be big it could be subtle it could just be that small little thing that you just overlook you, you have a blind spot and this is you know just a little um, side note like our blind spots mentally it are can be those big roadblocks that's preventing us to reaching to the next level and so revenge trading right like we're, we're in the we're we're in the trading Maybe we're in a losing slump, and then maybe uh, you know we're trying to take a break, or we're trying to we're trying to like oh yeah dude what's wrong with me, right? So like it's good to just pause, pause and reset, right? You have to like end that revenge trading as soon as you can, man. Okay. They call it uh, trading on tilt for some guys. Some guys at uh, poker, I think. Trading on tilt. You know, I've done it where I think one month I blew, I hit margin on my account. I blew it because uh, I could not stop myself from trading. It, was, it took a whole month to just blow the account, you know. And it was one of my first accounts and... Um, I just didn't know how to stop. I was like, go oh, like even though I got hit lot, I got stopped out on the trade. I'm like, oh, let me get in again. The price is gonna move this time. It's gonna move. It's gonna move. I kept telling myself that, and I wasn't aware. And I could, I could have done a few things. It could have just stopped. You know, worst thing, I was keeping it for my wife, man. You know, simply like I'm in a losing streak. So I kept that. I was like hiding, either through my ego or through denial lots of different things going on at the time and the end result was blowing the account hitting margin so um you know that's just an example of what goes on and the, the outcome and thankfully it wasn't a huge huge account because you know you read the trading books right market wizards these guys are losing millions if not billions over a span of time and they run into these similar issues with revenge trading, trading on tilt, not being on their A game, when they're in trading, not acknowledging the facts of what is happening in the market, you know. And so those are those are some of the traits. There's probably more, you know, but I think this is just to cover what is happening. So 
how to mitigate revenge training. So now, now we're experiencing it, you know, and, and the best teacher is exp going through it. I can, we can go sit here and tell you guys, here's what to look out for. But I think if you can go ahead and experience it to a certain degree, and then get reminders from either reader eye or the books or your journaling or, you know, just a little thing that'll just flip the uh, your perspective at the moment in the heat at the moment, then that's great. That's all you need to do, you know. So mitigating revenge trading. So create boundaries and rules for you to abide by during the trading day, like emergency plan, escape route, right? The building's on fire, guys. There's, you know, at, at the workplace or wherever, like I live in a condo and I know exactly where our fire door, I mean, the escape door is, the, the emergency stairs, all right? So when it comes to time, um, either I repel down the damn side of the building or are we hitting the stairs? <laughs> so you got to create the emergency plan, whether that be um, walking away, you want to, you know, just go out, get some fresh air, go exercise, do a hobby, go surf, go fish, go hang out with some friends. You know, I, I saw another, um, I think in one of the other books, I was trading books, I can't remember the title after a rough bad or bad trading week this these traders at this firm um he was one of the guys was was asking his co-worker like hey like how do you i'm in a slump how do you get out of it you know i had a bad friday and what his co-workers told him was like you know what that's that's okay go ahead go go shopping go spend more money and the guy was like tripping out because um that's opposite of what we're kind of taught growing up or naturally what we would think right if we're losing money going and spending more money on the weekend that's just a weird feeling right i don't know if you guys can agree but that encourage what, instead of feeling bad throughout the weekend and starting to um, retract and not spend money, start, you know, saving, going, trying to be like, oh, yo, I got to save money. I can't buy this. He eased the, the, the trader easily ended his, his, his slump in a way. He ended his revenge trading, his tilt, because he was reminded when he went shopping or spent money why he's doing the thing he's doing which is trading why he's doing that to go create a bunch of income or create that lifestyle he wants so by going out and go sh going shopping you know that was enough for him to reset you know and snap out of it and well it could be anything for any of us you know like i said go spend time with the fam hobby uh, when i have rough weeks reed and i or you know, myself, my wife and I have a business. On the weekends, we work together. And I get to get creative. I get to do this and that. Take my mind totally off trading. And that that's enough for me to detach enough, reset, and then get back. Get back. And some days it takes, you know, a little bit longer than the weekend. 
sometimes like I'll take you know a week off enough for me to start missing trading and then that's when I know oh yeah it's time to get back guys let's go you know I'm all I'm all hyped up I'm telling Reed yo let's do this man you know and and that's kind of my little hack on how to if I'm catch myself revenge trading or catch myself making bad decisions after bad decision you know those those are little things i don't know if you got something in in your book that you like to share samuel or drew with with that like resetting yourself after um a trading day or a trading week you know yeah so for me if i break the rules for a bit and say um an option is going against me but i think i know better than the market or i'm looking for a reversal and it's just not reversing um i'll just step away for for a bit i won't allow myself to uh, uh get back in um it's like okay i'll step away for at least three days go back to the data see what's there make sure and then back test my uh my strat see if it works still I'm like all right we're still good let's continue <laughs> oh that's good dude so yeah. how, how long did it take you to, to like kind of make that a good response like make it an easy automatic response you know take an extra break uh it took me so i started trading in 2020 uh yeah. just basically stumbling right and yeah. all 2021 is struggling with uh psychology yeah. um just letting things go down negative 30% and, you know, just dip and just keep adding and taking huge losses. And I hated it. Uh, eventually towards the end of the year, I was like, all right, that's enough done. You know, took everything that was, wasn't working and kind of created the rules and use hard stops to prevent me from, um, from breaking them. Hmm. Oh, that's so key. And it's good that you were able to do that. You know throughout the whole year i mean i'm sure it wasn't a happy year i mean it, was, it wasn't easy <laughs> no. it wasn't easy right so no no and then they have that you know just a, a couple of good trades could make up your you know your whole year uh, as well oh. so even if you so if you keep your losses small relatively uh to your account size um once things start working then those losses are uh basically meaningless no. there were a uh, market tuition yeah yeah market <laughs> yeah and a side note because yesterday was tax day i don't know if you guys already know this if your ta tax guy told you we were able to write off three grand in losses a year for our trading if you just ahead you know fyi if you guys haven't taken advantage of that bring down your income about 3k if if but if you're winning dude even better that's the goal but for those rough years, you know, that's out there. Hey, that, uh, those 2020 losses, I was able to, um, <laughs> I'm able to spread that out over a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. So let me get back to the screen. So yeah, like you just said, dude, set daily or weekly loss limits for your account. You know, you want to pause. Um, and this was a hard one for me because I always felt I always I had major FOMO, you know, and if I wasn't in the market, I was missing a lot of money. But that was early on. And I, I realized like, OK, you know, it, it's fine to not be in the market. So 
that was uh, a thing I had to overcome. And it's always a learning experience, right? So like, you know, just to add to it, stepping away, you do something creative. At the end of the day, it's just money. Um, it's paper. It's, it's, it's a little banknote. And even though, you know, people, this is where it goes back to your relationship to money. If you are able to zoom out and separate yourself, the emotions to money, and you just look at it from a logical standpoint, like, hey, look, I'm, you know, doing this to create, to earn more of these dollars. It's just paper, but at the same time, it's a tool. And a lot of people don't see money as a tool. They they attach all different things to it, emotions, because, you know, we were just brought up in a certain thing, a certain way or upbringing. We can't do anything about that. And, you know, I don't want to dive into that. That could be another conversation with the topic of the our relationship with money. And so going back to revenge trading, like it's just a matter of doing the thing, finding that thing to snap you out of it. And the longer you trade, like it doesn't go away. Revenge trading doesn't go away. Hopefully it's like minute. You, you're you minimizing the amount that we do it, but we know how to counteract the thing, right? So exactly what uh, I was just diving into, countering the trading sin of revenge trading. You want to tame the emotions. And in taming it, you know, it's going to take some time, right? You want to pause. You want to be aware, for one. You want to tame the... You have to be aware of what emotions to tame. And then two, you know, acknowledge it. And then don't let it soak, though, right? Either get it out, jump. You know, if you're frustrated, go get frustrated off of the trading chart. You know, don't be punching in orders while frustrated. So take the time to review what's happening, right? What ha happened? You know, is that lost part of your trading probability? My my strategy, I'm looking at 30 to 40% win rate, right? And so if I'm losing six times out of 10, that's a normal deal for me, you know? And so I've learned how to um, grow with that acknowledge it that probability and that was like that was like that that thing when i when i thought of it like that i was like oh man like i can i can lose it's okay to lose that's part of the plan you know but if i can control the losses i'm just cl um closer to a, a win you know the going back to like babe ruth the baseball player the old baseball player or even Jordan or Colby, they have a lot of missed shots, missed swings, right? Babe Ruth, but what he's known for, home runs. What he was, he wasn't scared to take a swing. And so, if our if we do our due diligence or homework with our edge, and we know, hey, I got a thirty-five percent win rate in this type of market environment. I'm expecting five, six losses. Cool. Done. That that way I'm already over that hump. Right? 
And so was the trade an emotional decision going back to assessing your previous, um, what do you call Previous trading week, right? Doing your journal, end of the week journaling, end of the month journaling. So kind of what you were sharing, Sam, with, with like taking a break, do a little bit of back testing. Okay, is this edge still working, you know? And so that, great, dude. It works for you. And I hope to just be able to share those different things to help our members grow in that sense. We're all going to deal with this, you know. Everyone has their own way of de- getting back to it. So start, I think a lot of it too, uh, it, this isn't in the slide deck, but building back the confidence to get back in the market, you know. So for those who are re-watching this, write that down. Building back the confidence to get back in the market. And so, you know, that, that, um, there's so many layers to this. It's like a freaking, it's like a freaking onion or something. You know, there's so many layers to what we kind of talked about so far. Oh, let me put that away. Um, the, the action of just being aware of how we are doing in Durup the trading week is key a lot of, like i used to just go and wing it go for it hit the trades put in the orders if i win or lose then i implemented to i started journaling writing stuff down write down how i felt when i entered the trade uh, what setup i saw by the end of the week i'll go review it then I'll take the red pen, like back in school, you got the teachers writing the notes. I was just chopping it up. And now that I have a clear mind on a Saturday morning, let me go assess and be like, dude, Glenn, what the hell are you doing, man? And that's when the times I would be able to see my mishaps. I was able to see like, oh yeah, I was revenge trading there. I just kept rolling the dice back to back more than I needed to. And with that, you know, it took time because when we have bad habits, of course, it takes time for the bad habit to go away. It takes, uh, I think, a month or 60 days to create a new habit consistently, right? So we got to take that into consideration. So consistent with being aware of what we do, consistent with being aware of, you know, the bad habits and then making a shift towards not making those those mistakes and then pivoting to okay how do i correct it and it's going to be evolving dude like the trader you guys are today it will be hopefully won't be the same trader you are five years from now you know you're going to be more wiser more mature you're going to be more you're just you're going to be more balling right same for me hopefully but that that's the whole idea we're going to be constantly evolving right? we want to be better than we were yesterday last week last year right and you know the takeaway with with that is just you know a lot of it it's it's uh going back to putting a reflection on ourselves 
that's it. And tonight's conversation was to just bring some of those things to light. So I don't know if, if anything resonated. What resonated so far? I'm like, what's that thing that's like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's good. Either validating what you're doing now is great, great or or taking that step like, you know what, I got to implement that. Yeah, for me, uh, I think uh, I'm already progressing a lot of ways. Uh, I'm no longer revenge trading. Um, if I if I take a big win, I'm sizing down. If I take a big loss, I'm sizing down. Uh, regardless, uh, so a big win psychology is just as bad as big loss psychology. You know, you end up messing yourself up on the next trade. Um, when, so. when you say when you say sizing down after a big win, what does that mean? So. So I have uh, position sizing that I have a normal position size or I'll scale into a position. So if I take a full size position, I have a big win, say it goes one to 300%. Um, a cash out, it's big win. My head's big. Yeah. I don't want to say, hey, I know I'm, I'm going to destroy this market. So I'm going to go even bigger, right? No. So then I'll probably do maybe a one quarter size in my normal position size um, oh. if I think of trades there. And that's that's just for your mental. That's my whole mental thing, you know, just to make sure I'm still mental there, keeps me mentally engaged. And if it goes against me, then it doesn't hurt as bad as if I sized up because I thought I was the master of the market. How did you, how did you get to that point? How did you develop that, you know, um, risk management decision? I got tired of losing. <laughs> <laughs> so you would make, you would hit big wins. And then yeah. would you, would I would you hit, just increase I would, your initial bet size or would you? Yeah. So that's what, so, uh, so that's what would destroy my account uh, as I was learning uh, more was I would win, 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 you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, and then the market changes direction, pivots, something new, something, then I just lose all that week's gains and I'm, I'm distraught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, from there, if I win big, then I'm sizing down throughout the week. So even if I do get blown up on the last day, it's only taking a, a portion of the profits of the week. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But do you ever think about like if you left money on the table by, you know, because you decrease your size? No, no that's true. Um, likely in, in some cases yeah. I do. Uh, but for my mental state, where I'm at in my journey, I think that's where I need to be. Um, I'm building up more confidence in my strategy to leave things a little overnight. I'm still scared. Uh, I think I'm going to be like that for a while still and, until the market just gives up and says, let's tank it. Let's go. And I'm like, OK, now I'm ready to swing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's good. I mean, you're fully aware of like how where you can operate and be you know on top of your game and that's that's really good bro I mean, it's good to hear that and and yeah i mean as far as like making that transit transition from trading and closing positions on the day for me like i was super scared of holding it over uh, for a long period of time or even then overnight and you know i can i can totally relate where you are with that right now you know so yeah um, and typically uh it's per it's per my plan um so if you look at some of my charts that i post up i do have uh key levels that i'm looking at 
And typically I'm taking profits at those key levels because I don't want to have to deal with the chop. I, I posted some from today, I believe, uh, when it ran up uh, pretty good and it showed where I was getting out on the five minute, nine twenty EMA cross. I knew there was a heavy resistance there. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting out. No stress, even though it continued to run up uh, at the end of the day, I caught some of that as well, but I, I didn't have so to you got worry about, I didn't have to sit through the chop. Yeah. So you got back in towards the end of the day when you saw it continue. To yeah. Run. And yeah, when I seen it, you know, just kind of rally towards the end of the day and um, I seen a bunch of big block orders uh, going in at the end of the day. So I was like, you know, these might be uh, shorts. So I was like, I'm just going to get out and yeah. no stress overnight. <laughs> yeah. Was that, was it, would that be part of your plan to get in that, that, you know, towards the end of the close? Yeah, I could get in towards, so I'll, sometimes I'll get in a power hour uh, if the setup's there. Yeah. If I see, um, if we're a, a clear bounce off of VWAP or, um there's you know there's positive news in the market that's going to cause it to rally um and it's just breaking through levels that those are signals all signals um for me to get back in um but i'm not watching it throughout the day so i trade probably like maybe the first two hours of the day and then i'll go uh, handle my work day and then maybe the last hour of the day if there's something there um if some of my signals um i, have, I set alarms on the eight charts i watch yeah. And, uh, and if they hit, then I, you know, pull it up, say, all right, look at it. There's a play there. Let's play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that totally helps with, uh, the mental too, right? Like you just, you know, set your alerts, step away. And then when they call, when the market calls, then you, yeah. Act. So when, when it comes calling and the trigger hits, I know what level I'm getting out. So I don't have to pre-plan all this stuff. Um, I basically know how I'm going to play each of the levels. If it breaks down this level, I know where I'm playing it, where I'm getting out, or so it's kind of it's become a lot easier. Um, you know, with my charts, it, it does look a little complicated. Um, I'm really tight with my entries and exits. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Do you yeah. usually um, set um, limit orders to get? in and out or is it you're out market or you know what i mean um no so I, i'm limited in limited out okay i i um uh, hockey it up <laughs> it either hit the oh, ass or hit the bid in and out <laughs> in and out right i like my orders filled quickly <laughs> so don't mark it because you get terrible fills <laughs> i get that i get that okay not bad thanks for sharing man that's just freaking awesome you know i'll you know, through the time here, I'm going to be asking more questions and, and because I, I want to learn too. like, uh, you know, you know, probably things that I don't know. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, share things and, you know, make us both better. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm big on like flow analysis. So like during so during this whole rally this today, um, all the put flow they weren't selling their puts so that's kind of a, a leading indicator that it could turn back around you ever heard of uh, uh the heat maps right you ever are you familiar with yes yeah. yeah yeah so i i have i have a, a program that i used to use a book map i don't know if you're familiar with that one yeah a little bit yeah yeah so that was cool you got to see the order flow for the day on whatever instrument you're looking at and like i used to trade on that short term and you know it, it's cool like if you have this strategy and 
you you can sit there and you know watch it and understand it yeah i see the value in there Yeah. I mean, there's a hundred different ways to trade the market. You know, no one way is right. That is correct, my friend. And it wasn't, it wasn't until like a year and a half for me starting out till I found the, the trading approach that fit my personality. Yeah. And that's basically where I'm at. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those charts of the trader's learning journey where it's like a big spike up, you know, beginner's luck and then, oh, this is way easy. And then I don't know what the heck's going on. And then, you know, you know, I kind of have a confidence, you know, of where I'm at, of, you know, developing in that chart, you know, in exponential growth right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we're always focused on the long game. Yeah. Are you know that um spreadsheet you posted in the Mighty Networks with the company? Yep. Is that like a template that you're using personally, like to guide? Yeah, you? so I use that. Um, so for me, is just to prove I'm able to do it and stay consistent. Looking for those two percent gains uh, off of the total account. You know, you're not looking for much. You're only looking for at the beginning. You know, ten, fifteen dollars. That's really easy, especially in options. And you're not really risking that much. But then you can see if you're used to getting those 2% gains um, and you kind of slowly, gradually go with it, you should, uh, you grow with it. And, you know, next thing you're not getting that $10, $15 consistency. Next thing you're getting $100, $150 consistency, you know, and so on, $500, $600 consistently. Um, so, and that's, you're still only looking for 2% of your account growth. Um, per trade. So if you maintain it and stick to your rules, uh, you shouldn't be over trading. Yeah. No, that's great, dude. That's great. I mean, yeah. I would love to see something with, um, you know, something with losses as well. Right. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I can show you some losses. <laughs> it's, uh, I can show you, I can show you my logs. There's losses. It's not all, it's not all green. I get it. No, no, it's a real, I love what you shared because it's a good exercise. Like if I, for me, even starting out, like I didn't know the idea of compounding and to see it plain the way you, you pulled it, uh, put it out there really that's really useful really useful because it just kind of you're, you're literally showing the steps there you know just small gains right baby steps yep. right the way in, in the right direction and i appreciate that